Hello, welcome back to Flights to Allegazia. We are doing a pretty dope ass scene. I won't lie. It's a there's yep, a little bit intense in this cool. one. I was I was pretty excited. Um, but here we are. Uh, as always, thank you everyone for joining us and listening and dealing with our annoying rants and everything. Uh, <laughs> we have a pretty big section. There's not a lot happening in the first half of it, but the second half there is a pretty cool, uh, pretty big scene and everything like that. So that's why I went ahead and did a lot in this week's episode. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to let Armin just take it away and we're just going to dive right into it. All right. So for the starters, we are kicking off with chapters 20 and 21. I need a sword and unexpected guests. Now, um, I'm going to be totally honest. Not what I was expecting for I need a sword. Um, but we get the uh, culmination of Aragon's efforts to find a sword. We start off with the sword master, the, like, the sort of weapons master forgery dude, Frederick. And to be honest, I completely, for those of y'all who have played Skyrim, you will know what I mean. I got the like splitting image of a Nord preset. When Frederick was described, <laughs> just like the oxide armor, is like the big like buff dude, just like yep, instant image of like Ulfbirth or something. Sounds <laughs> like, all right. Uh, Sounds about uh, right. Yeah, but um, also I noticed this, the description of all the blades, like the feel of a sword and how you like how it's supposed to feel in your hand and like all the different techniques and little pointers on it, uh, was one very cool. I absolutely loved that part. It was very like cool to get into um and it's something i've seen a lot of like it's uh, fantasy writers seem to describe swords very similarly at least like using them like the extension of your arm i'm not sure if that's them all taking from each other or them all just like that's just like how you envision a sword to be i mean um, i mean the, i mean all in all in my head i can't really think of a better way to describe a sword to a person you know what i mean like, no, like how it should like how it should feel you know i'm not like Oh yeah, I have a better way to say that. No, I don't. Like, that's yeah. probably the best way to say it. The one that came to mind was actually John Flanagan for the uh, Rangers Apprentice series, especially when Holt is describing like Horace's swordsmanship. And for those of y'all who have read Rangers Apprentice, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> um, for those of you who haven't read it, um, but it's now I'm not sure. I think Flanagan's work came out after Palini's, so I'm not sure if it's just them taking from each other or if it's like just how you would describe it. But um, it's just interesting and it's a cool description, especially to see all of the uh, little details there are about like the handling, the grip, the weight, the balance, the blade. Um, a lot of parts to it. It's just a cool section. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed that moment too. It's very what I really enjoyed is just that, like I just love his his effort in it. Like yeah. how passionate he is, you know, like you can just yeah. tell, like, and he, he explains it too, you know, but like it, it, even more so you can just feel how much like passion he had to choose for sword or people to help choose sword and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Frederick's like, he's, he's a fun character. Um, another thing with names, although this was, this was kind of funny. I don't think I've ever seen this directly expressed, but like if you have a sword that's famous and you do something with it, now everybody's going to expect you to use it all the time. Like always see it on you. Or they'll think something's gonna be wrong if you're not wearing it or not using it. I've not like I've never thought of that, but it's very, very like it makes a lot of sense now. It does. I mean, in my head, I was like, huh, like I guess you're right. Like if if I mean, I mean, you see it in Marvel, even Max. Thor comes back with his fucking tree hand hammer axe, you know, like it Stormbreaker. Yeah, it just <laughs> doesn't like everyone's like, hold up, what? But like 
it's one of those moments. And then, you know, I mean, you're lucky enough to have fucking Captain America get the other one, but I think it was just one of those moments where it was, where is it? Like, why are yeah. you changed? Like, you, that's not you. Like, what's the deal? And so yeah. I think a part of it's just like, yeah, I never really thought of it that way in terms of like, once it's given a name, you should be expected to be using it. And in my head yep. too, it, you know, it takes it back to even Lord of the Rings with Bilbo and his sword that he and that he also, you know, let um, Frodo take too. Um, yeah, Sting, right? Yeah, Sting. Yeah, Sting and how it uh, grew blue. And so I just imagine like if he ever was in a place and didn't have that sword in terms of adventuring, you know, why not? It's a great sword. It does you well. And so I think the greatest part about that section though is where he's just like, your phone will just wait for you to run back and go grab it just so they feel like I beat them with. Like, I think that was hilarious. Yeah. Although that's interesting you brought Lord of the Rings. I actually remember, for those of you true book fans of Lord of the Rings, not, not the movie lots of them, I do like movies. If you remember the Battle of Helm's Deep, Aragorn is yelling his sword's name because if y'all remember correctly, Andoril is reforged by the sheath that Galadriel gave him. Yes. Um, at the end of the Fellowship, or close to the end of the Fellowship. But, yeah. um, but like he's he and Aomer are shouting their swords names on the wall. It's like Andrew, Andrew, the blade has been broken. Uh, that has been broken has been reforged. And I forgot the name of Aomer's sword, but it's like this yeah, the blade of the yeah. mark or something. Um, so it's just it's funny to see like symbolism behind swords, especially in fantasy, because there's like everyone's obsessed with swords. <laughs> We're obsessed with swords. Swords are very cool. We have Chip and I have two halves of one sword. I think does does Red have the other half? Uh, red has the other half. I don't have a half. Okay. Okay. I have a so shield. Red, yeah, yeah. So red and I have halves of a sword. It's like split in half down the middle, like um, right down. The, it's not like you have a top of a blade and a handle. It's like right down, like the yeah. sharp edge of the blade. Just so everyone has a picture of that image. Um, yeah, yeah. There's. I once brought, go ahead. Sorry, you go. I once brought Chip's shield to a nerf battle. That was that was fun. It was helpful. It was useful. It was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, I got it on a, actually, that was my 13th birthday present. But my brother and I got a sword when we turned 13, or a, a shield when we turned 13. I'm definitely getting my kids that if I have kids. They're, they're getting a shield when they're, when they're younger. <sighs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, back to it. They're like, this moment, and, and I'm still trying to picture what he actually chose. So, like, I get right. it. Like, he did describe it really well. Yeah. Like, honestly, I yeah, I, you know what? I might look it up if I if yeah. I can. How do you how did you spell it again? Oh boy, Falchinian uh, or something like that. I'm gonna have to look in the book for that. Um, I got it. I was I thinking it was it right. Looking something. Can you like share your screen and show me? Because yeah. um, I was thinking it looked something like a kopesh. Uh, like the Egyptian sword, it's not as curved with a like better blade, but like one of the, uh, like maybe like an uh, like a Ottoman sword, like a Turkish sort of uh, like curved blade. Um, I think this is probably the best scenario of it here. Yes, I thought it curved the other way. Oh no, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's that seems about right. That'd be like yeah. a almost like a cow, like a Roman cavalry sword, just shorter. Yeah, and I think, I mean, some other images, I mean, like, have, like, a different guard on it. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a guard I was kind of more expecting. Yeah, but it's got that sort of, like, uh, 
um, like Ottoman, like Sultanish look. It essentially looks like a butcher knife. In my head, it just looks like like a lot of pirates have in movies. You know what I mean? That's what I always picture. And like when he started, whenever I think of it, like curving at the end, I always just think of that as like a as like a pirate's blade. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of got that like swashbuckling air. That's what the fucking orcs used in in the movies. Yeah. All right. Cool. Urukai swords. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We figured it out. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. Stop shit. Anyway, our uh our diversions aside um it is cool although i did kind of find like twilight the holmes is trying to teach you how to take care of a normal ass sword and you're like you had to get on impatient with them like where you gotta go you ain't got shit to do i know that was pretty good i was just like come on dude like be respectful and like and then and then i might i love how he was like come on Safir, you couldn't have saved me she's like nope it seemed important you seemed like you needed to know it yeah <laughs> like damn but but um hmm. it's a good point though also when when uh I was surprised when Frederick gives some advice about the um, style, the technique on how to use it. Uh, I was saying like, don't like match, uh, don't match blades because that'll not them and do stuff like that. Um, and he kind of just blows it off, but like, I don't have time to learn a whole new style. But like, bro, you're the dragon rider; you kind of have to be the best at everything. Um, yeah. But I did like the aspect of Aragon not knowing everything there is to know about swordplay. Because like. There was like, of course, logically he wouldn't. Um, even though he's been trained, he's very good with one, but he doesn't know all like the finer points of the technique. So it makes sense, and it's a good point, and it's good. Uh, it's just a, like a well-rounded uh, scene. So, um, I think a big thing for him is like, I really hope he eventually gets his own sword. It's, I, like, I really hope he gets like his own Zorak in in a way. You know, like something that's like crafted for him. And in my I, head, I mean, let's be honest here. It's so cliche and I hate to say it. And I'm sorry, Paulini, but it's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, this person will never do it again. But guess what? They're going to do it one more time. Like, then that's, that's just like, come on. Am I wrong at thinking that? Like, I don't think so. No, I like, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll be very excited when it happens. And I think it's fucking dope, but like, it's so it's one of those things where like I, I was reading this article where it's yeah. like the top like 25 things that people hate about cinematic like things and like one of the one of them was you know the the two people hate each other that actually were leads and throughout the whole movie which only is a day and a half they fall in love and like oh yeah no it's you know I mean? like it's so it's one of those things where it's like it just seems so like it's yeah, not like, it's it, or like the never is actually going to yeah like yeah like the, the slow burn is always the best way to go yeah so i was like all right whatever but so that's in my head i think it's gonna happen and i hope it does because i mean yeah and he makes good points and so does frederick that like it will last him somewhat but if he goes against the rock it ain't gonna do shit yeah you know, well, like we'll get to that it doesn't do too badly although i don't think he ever actually like crosses blades he gets stabbed <laughs> once and knocked off his dragon and that's pretty much it which I also want to talk about, which is pretty impressive. But yes, yeah, we'll get to that. But um, it's definitely we'll find out. I yeah. definitely think you're right. The sword's gonna break. We'll have to get a new one. We'll have to find a weapon under the Manoa tree. We haven't forgotten that one. Nope. Um, we've forgotten everything else, but not that one. Um, what? I'll I'll, back there's not many more. There's only two left. He leaves Alagazia forever in the tree, right? And speak his name at the wall or something. Oh yeah, that's right. Three. Um, See, we we'll got it. Go- We'll have to go back and reread it. Or I, I will. 
but um it's it's fun now i fucking knew it i knew that rory and katrina wouldn't get married at least now obviously we know how this ends but i absolutely i called i was like nah nah he ain't gonna do that he he's literally like like out of all this time he devotes to not having action like to there not being a conflict (laughs) he's not gonna let them get married in time it's just it's not gonna happen no way in my head it's like Yes, I was really hoping for like a Pirates of the Caribbean moment where like Ron just like marry us <laughs> and Barbosa like or, sorry Aragon would be like right now he'd be like yes. That like, was, was one of the best scenes though. That was that was, that was a dope scene. Let's be honest here. They're both fighting. It's, it's, it's a pretty hot scene too. I won't lie, um, but like <laughs> just say it. That was a pretty dope scene. Um, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. And so I think I think it's one of those moments. I thought I was, I was really hoping that would, that's what would come, where you know they're in the midst of battle, mix of battle, midst of battle, yeah, mix, yeah, okay, mixed of battle, and Roran's like, just do it, and like, <laughs> and for some reason Katrina's there, you know, pregnant and decided to fight. Good for her, but still, but like that's how that was gonna happen, but it didn't. Whatever. Um, I love the moment when, uh, when. Aragon is kneading the bread with all the other like village women, oh, yeah. and yeah. she makes this. And she's just like, he's just like awkwardly just like keeps his head down and just like keeps staring at. But just like, just need the bread, need the bread, just yep. need the bread. Um, I think it was good though for him to kind of like reconcile. I don't think reconcile is the right word, but remember and recall those who aren't going to be able to make it. You know, because yep. uh, I've, I've I believe with that small of a town. I bet weddings are big for them. You know, like it's an all out kind of like town thing, yeah, I would right. assume, right? And so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to have to start outsourcing at some point, but still. Yeah. I mean, well, yes. Hopefully, fingers crossed they did. Um, <laughs> if they didn't, whew, is that a twist in this storyline? Um, yeah. No, we my, don't need that one. That's, my point no. is, is that like they're probably always like really big events, you know, like, oh, I remember you growing up and, you know, you like Roran, oh not like Roran, but like someone like traveled and came back with their partner and now they're married like yeah that's probably a big thing you know and so like i don't like i i, I get it. it like i can see that happening and that's and that's for everybody what i mean great it's not the whole village but it's like your whole entire family type celebration so i get it um yeah um, but like with that being said yeah there's not much more to go in this type area like unless there's something you think of um, yes there's one thing i want okay. to address Elva. Oh, yeah. Again. What is happening? I don't know. Yeah. So evidently, Elva's back with the Sueda now. So, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know. That's, no, that's not, that's not, that's not it. It's, it's that she still feels it, but she doesn't have to act on it. So I think in my head, she can still feel this pain, but she doesn't actually act on it. Like, she can have the choice to act on what she described, right? And so, like... <coughs> It could be used to her benefit and anyone's benefit around them. But I think she has a hard time controlling and not showing that she feels it. Oh, sure. No, that's not what I'm mad about. I'm mad that she stormed out, left, pissed at everybody, and now she's just back. I don't think she ever left, though. I don't think she's back either. She's symbolically left. All right, hold on. Let let me explain. Let me explain. explain. So, 
first of all, yeah, she did. She walked out of the tent and we didn't hear anything else about her. So I'm qualifying that as she symbolically left. Angela goes after her and says, I have to spend an insurmountable amount of time teaching her manners or something like that. Yep. And now, no, 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 no. So, hold on. Angela, I'm with Nasueda and Elva. Nasueda wants you and Safira to meet her at the north entrance. And Angela's going to put Elva to sleep. Now, first of all, El- last time I checked, Elva was pretty mad at everybody um, and doing her own independent thing. Like a teenage XD woman and walks man. out. Walks out. Wait, and man. Hey, teenager boys are very angsty. That, that is facts. Yes. I, you, you I can mean, stop come on. At me. I was going to say, you can stop <laughs> looking at me. I know. <laughs> but, um, but she, okay, it just doesn't add up for me where they left off and where they are now. Um, because she stormed out. Angela obviously goes after her. Angela now can put her, just puts her to sleep. And she's back with this way to telling them that great stuff is, great danger is on its way. Um, now, also, like, what she foretold, I get the great pain for the Varden. We'll get to that, that whole zombie apocalypse looking bullshit. Um, and uh, I get that. What I don't get is the great pain for Aragon, because, like, Holmes didn't really suffer all that much, relatively speaking. We can debate that, but um, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand Elva's role in all this. It seems like every time she pops up, it's inconsistent with the last time. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, and it's similar to Angela, but it's not in a good way. I I don't know if Angela is a good way. I mean, everyone says she is, but besides the point, the point is, is that Elva's, it's not, in my head, it's not that she's back. And it's not that she, I mean, like, in my head, whether they knew that there's gonna be a lot of pain or not, they already knew the soldiers are there. They blasted the horns, and so okay, like it yes. was never. But like, but like, my point being is that like, with the way she acted. In the tent and stormed out, right? This is how I'm seeing yeah. it, actually. This, this, this has come into my... She now has a choice whether or not to actually do anything about it, which means also communicating what's going to happen. Yeah, but she did. Like, that, that's my point. She did communicate what's no, going to happen. No, she just said well, there's a lot of pain. Yeah, no, but yeah, she did. But she also said that she... Like, Angela said that she wasn't very coherent. She's in a lot of pain. Like, yes, um, that's it. Yes, but like she still chose to tell them. Like she specifically said. But we already like you can already assume if there's gonna be a battle, there's gonna be pain. You can already assume that. You know what she probably could have said that would have been helpful? She probably understood that those soldiers are like invincible, except for cutting off the head. She probably could have like like she could have seen like I don't know, maybe uh, mm. I don't uh, I'm not sure about that one. Or in my head. In theory, they don't feel pain. So she could have been like, the only pain that there's going to be is our side. Doesn't mean that you're not going to hurt them, but they won't feel it. That's fair, but she's still communicating it. I don't know. I, I think well, 
we'll, we'll, we'll put uh, that on hold. Whatever the fuck's happening there, yeah. we'll find out eventually. All right. Um, so, I really—I won't lie. I really love this moment because in my head, when I'm reading it, it goes, "Why would they just send 300 people? We could run them over." What? There's a dragon? Like that's literally exactly that's what went fair. through my head. I won't lie. That's fair. I mean. To be honest, I thought Thorn and Murtog were a distraction. Like, if I was, like, Galbatorix, I would throw Thorn and Murtog as a distraction to, like, get Aragorn out of the way and then take out the Varden Command, like, Varden Commanding Council. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Like, that that would be my plan. I wouldn't give a shit about them because, like, he keep on throwing Murtog and Thorn at him all he wants. Yeah. Uh, like, he's immortal. He's not going anywhere. That's true. Um, But, uh... So... Yeah. Also, just I do love the like string of communication between Oren, Nesueda, and Garzvak. Um, like, that was a cool moment. Like Nesueda doesn't even finish the sentence, and Oren is already like going off getting the cavalry. Garzvak just calls all of the uh, coal, and uh, that was a cool moment. Like that one was well paced. Like it moved really well in terms of like the scene and what was happening and all that stuff. Yes. Um, and then the dwarves brought. Imagine getting sidelined because you're short for the battle. <laughs> that sucks that is like, so bad i mean like and the logic there is shaky because the dwarves all fought in burning planes and i seem to recall there being humans <laughs> taller than them there as well okay but here's my thought process on this one you ready yeah correct me if i'm wrong please she hasn't really communicated with the dwarf the new dwarf king as far as we know no there hasn't been much reference to it at all and it's not that you, she wouldn't trust him. It's just that you don't know him. And yeah. I feel like that's fair. Like, you don't know. And that's fair. That's fair. She just went through a chain of, like, a rotation of chain of command. She doesn't want to have that scenario go again. That and also, it just fair. makes more sense that, like, at this point, you don't know that they're pretty much invincible and shop off their heads. Like, all you know is that there's 300 people and you can, you should, quote unquote, be able to take them out just knowing that fact, right? With your men. Like, that's something that's that, fair. like, and so yeah. it makes sense to have them have any, someone stay behind. And it just happens to be that he is the one and he's short. Like, and that's in my head. Like, if he chose to charge before King Oren did, then Oren's men probably would have had to stay. Like, that's, yeah. like, that's how I, see it. it's not necessarily like a like you got sidelined because you are short it's just you got sidelined and guess what you are short that, that's that's fair i just find it funny uh, it's like no nah, you can't fight you're too short bitch yeah <laughs> i um, i still i won't lie i am surprised that she wouldn't run into battle this way to? yes well remember she's still got like you know no i know but like She's a pretty badass mofo. She is, but also like I mean, she even says it in the she even says. I mean, it I know she does. Like, yeah, but I mean, like she like basically cut through half her arm. That's true. like that's that that's gonna take some time, and she did it twelve times. Like that's gonna <laughs> that's eight. gonna take some time. There, was it eight? Is nine eight or nine? Uh, somewhere around it. Still, yeah. my point stands. Um, like that's gonna take some time to heal. Um, especially if they're like slices, because like cutting like. Cutting like that, that deep does not heal fast. Yeah. Um, so I get that one. Also, also, my favorite part of this whole section was Murtok's dialogue. Man, 
like Holmes points were hitting hard. Um, they were, yes, I'm simping for Murtaugh. Um, but like, no, nah, my point being though, it's like all of what he says is essentially to the point that Aragon doesn't know what he's been through. Like, yeah, that's essentially it. And, um, and the thing is, is that he's not wrong. Like, Murtaugh and Aragon, neither of them are wrong per se in what they say. Both of them tell each other the truth, and both of them yeah. say the truth about their situation. Um, they still end up fighting because, yeah, they do. I, I but, um, again, this is for in my head. This is one of those foreshadowing moments. This whole entire scene is just a foreshadow that Murtaugh will come back. I guess. Lots, oh, lots absolutely. Words, you know? Yeah, it, it's definitely tension. It's, it sets up him as a dynamic character as well in terms of like what he can do. Um, but like just, some of the stuff he's just saying, though, is first, first of all, they're just fantastic lines. And second of all, they're very well. They capture his um, situation very well. Because uh, this is the first interaction we get with Murtaugh since the end of book two. And we're about halfway through book three. Um. So, uh, like his, uh, um, he gets mad at Aragon, and we are we had just made peace with our lot. And now you're baiting us again with hope. Um, and uh, sort of that whole futility of the futility of the situation, especially like saying that Aragon just telling him to change his personality is kind of dumb. Um. No, nah, it was it was some nice back and forth there, and also the battle scene was very dynamic. It was awesome. Um, the battle scene was good. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get like, to that. What during their dialogue and back and forth communication, and, and I and what I do enjoy is that you know they're still trying to learn about one another. Yeah, like they're still trying to understand where each other's powers are coming from, right? And so, like, I think a really big, I guess, going into that battle scene, sorry, um, about it, is that, you know, like, how the fuck does Murtaugh heal Thorn and stuff like yeah. that, you know? Um, but even before that, it's, do you believe that, like, Aragon truly touched him? Or do you think Murtaugh just faked that he touched him? Does that make sense? Just um, to, like, bring, like, just try to bring Aragon's guard down, like, manipulate him, I guess is the best way to say that. Like, to use it as, like, a manipulation to bring his guard down and make him a little bit less vulnerable. Because in the end, I mean, he he does something very similar in saying, oh, I hear you, that makes sense. Come back with me, and I'll work on it. He and does. Then, and, so, and so, like, I don't know if that's a manipulation, if that's him just being like, look, I can't do that right now, but I'd hear you and I'd love to. And then once I am able to, and like in my head, if he does change and if he, cho- if he really wanted to, they could keep on talking and be like, look, this is what's going to happen. We're going to go back. And yeah, you're going to swear fealty to Galbatorix in the ancient language. But you said you can change names or people can change their names. So we're going to both change our names while we're both there. We're going to work on it together. And then we're both going to dip and, or kill Galatorx together. Like, is that not something that he could have proposed? Murtaugh, not Aragon. 
because obviously Aragon wouldn't voluntarily go and with him. Yeah, well, it is. I Aragon would not have agreed to that. No, no, um, no, no, no. I'm not saying he would have. I'm not saying that would be the case. I'm just saying yeah. if if in my shoes or if I put myself in Aragon's shoes. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, cool. He lowered his sword and he seemed a little bit less on guard. Da, da, da. If I was in Murtaugh's shoes, I'd be like, how can I make him feel that I do want to manipulate him to do my tasks at hand that I need to be done? Or I will, you know what I mean? Like, that's my thought process. And which, I mean, it can be very cruel, but like, the point is, is that, yeah, maybe complete capture and restraint and dragging his ass all the way back to Urubane is not the way to go. Maybe I can manipulate him and talk him into coming back with me and giving him hope that I will change. And he, and, and, and you know what I mean? And so I know it would never have worked, but those are thought process. And granted, maybe it did go through his head. It just Palini decided to have it this way, and which is fair. Yeah. He's the author. And, but like point is, is that if I was, I, I would, I would love to have, uh, this exact scene but now we're on Murtaugh's point of view and this is this is one yeah. of those moments where I really wish point of views changed which they did really well actually in this scene yeah. I won't lie yeah. they they within like two paragraphs they kind of switched from like King Orin's to Nasueda's to Air, like they did really good with that I will say that it was very incredible and I loved that part but in this current scene, I would love to have gone on the other side, where it's not constantly Aragon thinking, where we get thought process from Murshog also. That's just my thought process. Yeah. Sorry. No, I agree. Um, I, okay, that's feasible. I don't really see that as being the case. No, it's entirely possible that it was just a manipulation, but his initial reaction, how Pellini has portrayed him in the past as well, the fact that he lets him go the first time, um, if his singular goal was to get Aragon back to Urbane, he wouldn't let him go in the first place um no well he he's also a man of like word and so since aragon did save him once i think it's fair that like i think it's just like honor you know what i mean like i don't think i think i mean as much dishonor dishonorably he is acting in the world he still holds up to some honor you know uh and you know, i mean he also knows this. i mean he also knows like he's not gonna die which granted he wants to but he's not going to so he might That's as well fair because like gavatorix wouldn't let him die that's still a little thin for me. Not gonna lie. Um, like I don't. Like, yes, it's entirely possible. Um, I'm not really with how he's acting. Once again, we're like, all we have to go off of is how Perlini has been portraying him, right? And to me, that's been as an unwilling subject. Um, so, I, once again, that's entirely possible. That what could entirely be the case. Um, I don't quite think so, just with his general reactions and with Thorns. Um, not just Murtaugh's reactions, but also Thorns' reactions to hearing what they had to say. Um, plus, we, from an outsider's perspective, we're very rational about this. Um, they're characters, very. they're not. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're both, yeah, they're both pissed at each other. They're on opposing sides. There's a battle going on beneath them. Their dragons are facing each other. The last time that this happened, they fought, they almost died. Um, Aragon ends up yelling at him anyway. Um, so I think, like, yes, I agree. Like, a logical thing to do would be to propose one side like that, but they ain't going to do that in that situation. Um, just practically, like, if you're mad at somebody for being irrational and they're mad at you for being irrational, neither of y'all is going to act rationally. That's fair. 
Um, so I, I'm gonna hold off on that for a bit. Yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's the case. It could be. It entirely 100% could be. But uh, yeah, not sure. Not so sure for me. Yeah. But um, what I do want to say is uh, I think also in terms of the change in your name thing. Okay, Aragon doesn't actually know that you can do that. He thinks he knows from the whole thing with uh, Sloan. Now. I thought he like was taught like I thought like oh lie, I thought it was kind of like patchwork that he like learned it with the elves that you could. I think so. But that's what I remember reading. I think so, yeah. But he's A, you have to see it happen. B yeah. Sloan's kind of his experiment on that. Like, C yeah. doesn't know how to make it happen. D doesn't know how to have it happen or tell somebody else how it happens. And E, like he's generally unhelpful about that with with uh like his delivery on his whole like approach is kind of bad. He's a, sales, he's a salesman who doesn't know his product. Yeah, like he's and like what he's saying just to Murtaugh, like trying to get him to do it is like, you can change who you are. <laughs> like you can change. It's like you can do like it. Girl, I think it's like somebody. It's like somebody trying to fix somebody else in a relationship. Like that's not how you go about it. Yeah. Um, it's like you could be a good person. So fix yourself. <laughs> it's like it's not really like Aragon's delivery. Yeah, Aragon's delivery has a little. It leaves some room for growth. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, especially with like with Murtar's responses, like you know, uh, like he like yells at one point. If I remember correctly, like I am not evil. I've made the most out of what my shit scenario has been. Um, because I mean, uh... like Holmes has had an ass scenario. Because if you think about it, he was the brother that the mom chose. Crucified, pretty much, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and he even says that to Aragon. He's like, "Yeah, what? How would you have feel felt if our mother left you in Urbane and put yeah. me in safety in Carver Hall?" Yeah. Um. So I mean, like, he's got a point there. Like, I mean, he had a lot of right points. I mean, like he um, said, he hit hard and with everything. Yeah. Plus, also that one last thing, one last point that really stood out to me was um his when he said uh how do I change? I'm already trying to do that to, like, to do my best. I was already before all of this, I was already trying to help the world. So does that mean that the only way I can go is down? Do I have to become more evil to change my name and get out of Galvatorix's clutches? That was pretty, um, that was pretty solid. That was a good, like, that was a good flip and a good concept for a, uh, like, just for a character arc. Um, yeah. Is that if, if the only way is becoming more twisted and evil. Um, I, I hate to say it, in my head, he'll believe at the end of the day he just has to die. I know it sounds really bad. And I know it sounds really, I don't know the right word to put there, but in my, in my head, as I'm thinking through this, thinking this through, especially with that statement of if the only way to change is to become worse and become more like Gavatorix, he'd probably choose death over that. Right, and so like in my head, I hate it, but he might just die, and I just might be the way it is. Yeah, it's possible. So, sorry, but yeah, that, that was my thought process. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out, but yeah. uh, eventually, eventually. But what if Murtog ruled Alagazia? That would. Kind of be a cool, like, 
either ascent or descent. That would be kind of cool. They had the battle. Sephira yeah. shows that she's much better trained in combat than Thor. Thor's bigger. Thor might be more powerful. And he's got the whole healing thing going for him. But Sephira seems like she has a lot more experience in combat there. Uh, which yes. is the elves also doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we see no elves or no support um, of Murtok. That's true. Although they hint that it might be from Urubane, which would be ridiculous because, like, Aragorn goes through, it goes through his mind that he's like, how could Galbathor support him from that far distance? Yeah. I'm not sure if he did or not. I don't um, We finished the battle. Yeah. And we get back to the zombie apocalypse happening at the, at the uh, bottom. Yeah. Now, I did, I did kind of love Oren's little moment of command here. Like, uh, like Holmes was wilding, but <laughs> it was a pretty badass <laughs> him on the horse, just like stand your ground. <laughs> the, uh, um, they like, threatens to murder anybody who breaks the line, takes an Urgle's axe and cuts off the last soldier's head with it. Damn, that was cold. That was that was cold. Oh yeah, respect though. That was damn. Oh, a lot of respect. That was yeah. cold though. Um. He just what said, you think yeah, about the you. When I think about yeah. him, um, it's how I feel about anyone making someone quote-unquote invincible. Not a fan? No. There. You know, like, it's not, it's not like, it, it works. You know, it, it's fine. But in my head, it I'm just like... It works for logic, yeah. In my head, I'm just like, there's no fun in that. You know what I mean? Like that's how Facts. I see it. Like Facts. that's how. Like that's how no, I, I see I it. I agree. Like, okay, they're invincible now. Now what? Like, it's yeah. like playing. It's like playing Skyrim when you're a novice level, and you're like level eighty. <laughs> There's Facts. no like you have no challenge. Yeah. You walk into the yeah, biggest, baddest like, mofo, and you just knock hit, him one hit. Him. One hit. One hit. Yeah. Or like playing yeah. sneak bow. Yeah. Uh, on any game. <laughs> and like it's just like, there's there's no fun. And so yeah. like that's that. I mean like that's how I feel about. Someone being an insult. Now, don't get me wrong. There were times in Skyrim where I played a novice level, so I could actually could like go forward. But oh, after that, I would go back to like the big, like the middle one, just so I'm like able to like go through the world, still enjoying it. You know, not yeah. just constantly like, yeah. But like, so I mean, that's how I feel about him. Like, well, I mean, I, feel that. I mean, I, I know your next point. I mean, I'll, I'll ask you, and I want you to elaborate because I see your notes about the whole the sway to stop process on it. Oh boy, we'll get to that in one second. Okay. Um, I didn't have one point of confusion. Everybody's like, "Oh, they don't feel pain. They don't feel pain. They don't feel pain." Don't, not feeling pain don't mean jack shit if your face is chopped off. Like, oh yeah. See, like one dude rises, you can see like bone coming out of his ankle. There's like a javelin in his gut, and half his face is missing. Like, there's got to be more to the enchantment than them not feeling pain. Because, like, you can't walk if your ankle snapped. That's some zombie shit. Like, oh, yeah. if you just don't feel pain, like, y- your leg don't function that way. <laughs> Same with half your face like, being missing. Like, yeah. like, that's just not how that shit works. So, maybe um, maybe Galatorix is like a necromancer. I mean, maybe. That would be kind of, honestly, I'd be kind of disappointed if that was the case. Um, but I guess it's possible. It like yeah. drains life for people. Um, yeah. But I mean, still, hey, like, no, still. I mean, and, and let's be honest here. That's how he's able to fucking. If there are enchantments going all the way out from Urubane from him, that's how he does it to for Murtog. Oh wait, Fair does, does wait does hold on? Actually, that might not be true. 
Because did I remember correctly that or or a miss told Aragon during his training that this is something Galvatorix doesn't know, or is that he just doesn't know how to take it from life from plants? I remember him uh, saying that there's something that he didn't know that was pretty important to be able to use. I don't remember if it was that you could take it from people just, or plants, you know? I mean, I, the one concept means you can do the other, you know? I mean, you'd think so. Uh, I can't sense. remember. We'll have to go back right, and look at that part. Um, anyway. The head and zombies. I'm with you, though. Like, I feel like that's more of a logic point than anything else. You know, like yeah. a uh, like if you the full force to go after them because logically there wouldn't there'd be no way that full force would be back after the losses they suffered at the at burning planes yeah i get having the unit the, the small force of super small force of super soldiers of course that would have been helpful at burning planes because you know yeah but um still like i i feel it they're probably going somewhere big with it but yeah. um my God, Nasueda, what uh, are you doing, girl? Just when I started liking her, she's she's. Uh, I don't like where this. You've always liked her. Don't say just when you started. You've always liked. Her. Yes, that's fair. I've always liked Nasueda's character, but just when like she started actually getting like deeper and like getting some development, I don't want her to go down the evil warlord path. No, no corrupt rebellion leader. They all go corrupt, but no corrupt rebellion leader, please. Um, but nah, she didn't tell them to counteract it. She told them to replicate it. Oh, I mean, it's fair, kind of, but it's not moral in any way, shape, or form. You you can't even spin that one. You can spin some of the other stuff she did, but like having them replicate it and not counteract it. Uh, I think. <sighs> Yeah, but yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's, yeah. She, yeah she's... That's tough one, Swallow. That's... I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Armin here, guys. I'm sorry. It was just... It's just one of those things where, like... Come on. It's so fucked up that Galvatorx does it. Are you really going to do it, too? I also, like, I hate that trope of, like, the Rebellion leader going to the same extent as the evil warlord. Because, like, the thing is, historically, that is true. Like historically, we do that, and um, you know, we can just look back at any history textbook, and you'll find out that most rebellions just as bad as what they're rebelling against. Uh-huh. But um, okay, any French like, Revolution, facts. The rebellions have to be like the only people bold enough to lead rebellions are ones that are bold enough to ignore morality. Yeah. Um. So like, and this fantasy reflects this so much, and I'm kind of sick of it because it reflects it so much. But like. I hate the trope in fantasy that the rebellion leader's got to be just as bad. It's realistic, but there's other ways you could do it. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that this is the extent of Nisueta breaking morality and just being a nuisance to moral, like just to ethics. Yeah. But uh, it's probably not. They're probably going to succeed. She's probably going to give the go-ahead and just become a horrible person in general. Um, I don't think she'll become a horrible person, but I think people will definitely see her differently. And they will oh, yeah. be like, was, really? Yeah. I mean, that's, hey, that's, at least, at uh, least, hey, at least she's giving the men a option. That's fair. Oh but. yeah, big butt, big <laughs> butt. Also, like nobody's big gonna object to that. Butt. 
Like, Aragon and Sephira ain't going to object to her saying, Triana, find a way to replicate this. I don't know why. I feel like that's also a, a sign on them, too. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like dishing yeah. to be bad, too, which I feel, which I'm yeah. kind of annoyed about because it's not only like the sway, like, if it was just a sway, and then Aragon was like, whoa, hold up now. Like, yeah. then I'd feel a little bit better. But, like, even Aragon doesn't even, uh, granted, I don't remember if she was actually, was he there? Was he present when she said all that? I can't remember. Okay. Um, but if, if he was, it wasn't then, her perspective, I don't think. I don't think it was either. So I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. Still, yeah, no, that was that was that was good. Yeah. One last thing. Are, are, are you kidding me? I know I complained about them not getting married yet, but like an hour after the zombie apocalypse <laughs> started knocking on your gates, you gonna get married? I mean, like. Don't get me wrong. I get the sentiment. I get the boosting the soldiers' morale by having a wedding and like all that stuff. But like, could you at least wait for them to shower? Like, <laughs> could uh. you at least wait for people to put down their swords and get over the shock of the dead rising? Like, I uh. mean, no, not like, a I mean, like, can, we, can you imagine like the amount of whiskey that people would have to go through to get over the shock of seeing soldiers rise after being cut down? Like, that's fair. We. We have so much of that right like now in media that we don't it doesn't really face us, but like imagine if that actually happened and you heard about it in the middle of your wedding. Like Yeah. Could could you at least just wait like an hour more, maybe two. Just give give some people time to put the armor away and just, you know, shower off a little bit. Yeah. I don't it doesn't make sense. They could wait. I, I I believe they could wait. I mean, hey, apparently when they're about to go through the motions, a dragon pops out of the sky and the zombies I mean, start coming. I get it. So. I get it. But still, come on. So I said, I mean, that one hits a little close to home, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know. That one, I don't know how. Uh-huh. Well, I don't. <laughs> The second you try to get married, COVID hits. <laughs> I know. Damn I shouldn't be laughing COVID. about that. I'm sorry. Damn COVID. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, like I just don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, no, nah, it's just honestly, I was kind of disappointed by the section overall. It was a cool scene, very cool scenes. I was honestly expecting more about a, the first reappearance of Murtaugh's book. Like he just leaves and they go back to getting married. That's what happened at the beginning of the chapter. I know. And I was I just like, I believe that this section, even though there is action, was even more fucking groundwork. And I hate it. Honestly, the thing that I'm noticing the most here is that there's no build up to what's happening. Like, Hear me out. Hear me out. So, it is as for the listeners. Not fan Anyway, so I don't gonna listen to you. Fuck you. <laughs> so, the thing with Paolini is that he builds all of this tension, like all this big, like these big overarching art. When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? Then the big final action battle happens at the end of the book, and it's been building for the entire time. But in terms of build up for important stuff in the middle, there's none. Like Murtaugh comes out of the blue. These Super soldiers come out of the blue. Yeah. Um, like, there's no 
in terms of like building tension, there's so much more you could have done. Like you start with rumors of there being soldiers that won't go down. Like yeah. scouts come across a couple of them or like uh like um Murtaugh's drawing closer because like he's looking all over the plains and then he just pops up. Yeah. Like it's just like I get that this is like pieces of a bigger part, but honestly, this is one of the things I've been learning in architecture is that like the pieces have to be beautiful too. Like yeah. the pieces have to be complete too in order to make up the whole. Um I hear you. It's like the pieces I get it when they all come together, it's gonna be fantastic. But like the pieces now don't make sense. Like, They're a little bit bland. Yeah. It's just for all of that, like Murtaugh pops out of the blue. Like you get the surprise element and then he leaves. You get the surprise element, and I I, I won't lie. I probably just wished Aragon got tra- captured. Me too. <laughs> just because like ca- it would have been a build they up. captured Murtaugh. Yeah, either or. Yeah, just so either like, of them. Just so yes. it got to be a little bit more intense. And granted, I get it, everyone. We're reading at a snail's pace. I get that. But even so, yeah. like honestly, we, we like, read, we read could have 40... captured one of them. Yeah. Like if they just captured Thor, like yeah, yeah. I, mean, I get that's not the direction Palini wants to take it in, but still. I think I think that Palini is gonna. Palini is so smart, which like frustrates me a little bit. That like this is what I'm like reading. It's not that you know what I mean. Like not not to be rude, but like I like I know these books are gonna end up great, and because everyone that we talk to is loves them. But I'm just Absolutely. like like I guess very similar to Armin. Like I want these pieces to be beautiful too. Like I bet like. And in my head, in my head, I might like at the end of this podcast, not like tonight, but like at the end of this, like after we finish this series, yeah. I might go back and just read them at a normal yeah. pace. Yeah, at a, like at, I'm at a normal pace and see if I really, if if it was just that the pace we're reading it is what really bothered me, or if I, if it was just like this book was just like all right, like that's just how I felt about it, you know, so. I might, I might do that. And it might not be like right after, you know, because I'll still have all the memories of everything. But, you know, maybe yeah. within, within the year, maybe two years, I'd, I'd reread it all at a quicker pace and see where, and see how I felt yeah. about it. Definitely. Um, so. But seriously, like, we're, we're about halfway through book three. Yeah. And the only way that I can see this going is another big build up to the end of the book. Yeah. Um, it's annoying. Yeah, and I get it. It's like one of the best things for tension. He needs to get a lot in there in order to essentially like the more he needs to get in there, the more he can make it a bigger grand feel and all that stuff. But it's still just like it's just over and over again. Um, now, of course, we are sounding like broken records ourselves. Um, so if y'all <laughs> are just screaming at us as you listen to this to be patient, we understand we're taking this very slowly. But god damn. Yeah. Woo! Uh... <laughs> Whose idea was it to do this again? Sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I said, whose idea was it to do this again? Oh yes, I wonder. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. I mean, no, I was the fool that said yes. So no, it's still. I mean, I still enjoy it. I definitely. Oh no, am. me too. No, this is very fun. But I just like a little bit more of a pick me up in this in this happening. But it's all good. We're gonna bear through it. Not, well, I don't think bear through it because I would definitely still enjoy the book. I think I'll enjoy yeah. it like if once I reread it at a 
like not a snail's pace. I'll really enjoy it. But yeah, definitely. I definitely enjoy analyzing and everything. It makes me much smarter, I feel like. I'm able to take life events and analyze them too. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. That's that's one of the best things about reading. Yeah. So do you have anything else to say about this section? I'm trying to think if there was any random things that happened. But not really. No. I don't think so. I mean, other than the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more about it when the switch yeah. affects it. Uh, I, that's about all I got. Yeah, I mean, Rowan's going to get married next chapter. That's a given. Yep. And I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like, yes, he has his mission to go out with the troop, with a different troop, right after, or not right after, but soon after he gets married. So, like, that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm assuming, Arag- I'm assuming Aragon, you know what? I really, like, I'm okay if the rest of this book is no build up to anything. Like, I'm okay with this book ending on like a meh moment, you know? Like, it's not, not like, going to. I know. It's definitely know. not going to. I know. I, I stand I'm by okay. my... Sorry, like, go ahead. I'm okay with it not ending in a battle. It's definitely going to. Okay. But, nah, it, it, it may not a battle between troops, but it'll definitely end in a fight. Okay. I think someone's. I, I stand by my prediction. Someone's gonna die. Someone important's gonna die. Absolutely. Someone what? Someone important's gonna die. Absolutely. It's been way too long without a death. Yeah, that's true. And now you got people who can't die. Just kidding. Um, well, I mean, hey. Well, I was gonna no. say, uh, Orin got ahead on that. That's true. He did. That was an awful pun. I'm so sorry. Uh. Oh, that just hit me. That's how bad it was. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. No, that was uh, a terrible point. I'm okay. so sorry. What? There's a moment. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's a moment with something being said about... No, that was a while back. Never mind. I was going to say something with uh, Birgit, the lady that has... That, like, Roy yeah. owes his debt to, right? I thought there was a moment in this section where she says something, but no, that yeah, she's she's the one that makes the dick joke about Roar. No, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't got really much else to say. What about you? Yeah, me neither. I do have to say this. I looked at my ESPN app the other day, and guess what it uh, said? Shut up. It said, it said it said Duke stomped UNC. I know, I know. Goodness, I didn't even watch the game. Twenty points, dude. I know. It's just ain't the same without Roar there, dude. It's really not. 20 mo fucking points. I'm, I'm so sad. It makes me very yeah. happy, everyone. But it also makes me sad because I'm like, next year that's going to be us with Shire. Facts. When, yeah, when, when Coach K leaves, y'all going to get clapped by everybody in the league. Yeah, like we're not going to be ranked. We're not going to be even close. We're going to be like, I, like I, a single I, digits. I like, UNC when Roy left. Yeah. 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 It's going to be like, I'll be surprised if we win more than 15 games next year. Oh, actually, I actually don't know how many games during the season. I think that makes sense to me. Yeah. No. Like we won't, we won't even go to the tournament, I bet, next year. Yeah, Duke clapped us, too. Duke clapped Notre Dame very hard. Yeah, but y'all are doing good in the first half. I don't know if UNC was. I didn't watch the game. Oh, no. UNC was down, like, 26 to, like, four. It was awful. Oh. It was like. Hey. Well, hey, everybody. This week is the Super Bowl. That's right. That's get your, right. Get your bean dip out. Get your sausage bean dips. And get your bangles hats on. 
Get your Bengals hats. Let's go, Burrow. <laughs> that's all. The, the, the problem. The problem is that's all the Bengals have. Facts. It's Burrow and Jamar Chase. That's that's it. Yeah, and here you got like Stafford, and you got a good O line. You got a good D line. You got a good new special team. <sighs> oh, I know the Rams are absolutely going to destroy the Bengals, but that doesn't mean I'm not rooting for them. No, I. I really hope it's going to be a good game. Like, I want it to be a good game. I don't want it to be a blowout. I'm afraid it's going to be a blowout. I'm afraid I'm going to be done at this first, like, at the end of the first half. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. This is not worth my time. Yeah, no, I I agree. I'm worried about that, but I really want it to be a good game. Me too. I want my boy, bro, to get a ring. And, 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 and like, I get it. Don't worry, guys. I get it. That, like, things can change, so things can happen. Like, yes, you're down by a whole bunch. Brady did it a lot. He was down by a whole bunch, and they came back in the last quarter. But no offense to Burrow, he ain't Brady. Hey, actually, no, he's not Brady, no. But he did do that against the Chiefs. They were down like oh, yeah. to three. Yeah, that's true. He, but he doesn't I mean, have the team. He doesn't have the team behind him like Brady always did. That's facts. That's facts. But, um, don't worry, everybody. Brady's out. Retired. Done. Uh, I'll call bull. I, I, I'll accept that next season. When I actually see it, you know, I'll accept it. Oh, no, I'll accept it in ten years because I think he's going to pull something like Brett Favre. Absolutely, yeah. It's he'll, he'll take a so he'll take he'll take time. a year he'll take a year off and then come back. Yep, and Brett Favre wasn't even the goat. No, like, he's he was good at Green Bay. Hey, you gotta give him. He was decent. He wasn't good, but he was decent. He was good at Green Bay. Yeah. Where do you go? The Vikings, where players go to die? Either Vikings or the Ravens. I don't remember which one. I think it was the Vikings. He went to the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Um. Yeah. And now he does joint pain commercials. With like compression oh, bands. With, oh, yeah. Yeah. Did he do all the Wrangler ones when he was still a quarterback? He did, he did the Wrangler ones when he was a quarterback. I don't know if he does any more of this. But, but whatever, people. Y'all care about what commercials Brett Favre does. Bro, uh, hold up. Did you, see, uh, did you see Peyton Manning on the SNL skits? No. It was actually really funny. I gotta look those up. All right. uh, I heard his. I heard his Monday nights are hilarious. I still haven't seen his Monday nights yet. Yeah, with the, with he Eli. Was, he, yeah, but he had a uh, he had a monologue with uh, Jost and uh, Colin Jost and um, Michael Che, and it was actually really funny. Okay. Is it Drew? Doesn't Drew Brees commentate y'all's football? Yeah, he commentates for NBC, so he'll okay, commentate NBC, a few okay. of our games. Although Holmes went to Purdue, which is kind of an enemy, so like he's very biased. He doesn't like us all that much. Does he show it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. There's your football skinny of the week. Yeah. Sports skinny. That's our sports skinny of the week. And your basketball smackdown. Yep. God, the bloodbath. Yeah. I bet it was, was that, all tears at UNC. It was at Keenan, too. I know. I'm That's afraid they're gonna come in. I'm afraid they're gonna come in Cameron and then smack us. I don't think it's gonna I happen. I hope so. It's not gonna happen though. <laughs> but I honestly think because last year y'all smacked us real hard. Uh, did twice. we sweep y'all last year? Yeah, twice. No, we didn't. Yeah. And so like I'm like and so like I don't know if people know the stat, but before last year, Duke and UNC had this almost the exact same points and the exact same wins. And so now UNC is up by one win and I still think a good amount of points. Yeah, I think so. Whereas, whereas Duke, whereas if Duke wins this next one, they might be able to at least come close to the points again. Yeah, 
but it's a pretty big another absolute smackdown yeah but all right everybody uh thank you so much for listening yes thank you for joining us yes i know i know okay this is this is actually a question for you guys this is our third episode that we've done in a row that we've recorded in the evenings instead of in the morning. Is it the third or the second? I think it's the third. Huh? I think so. But point is, point is, is that do y'all like us when we record in the morning or in the evening more? I feel like we're definitely more cranky in the evening. I think we are too. Yeah. I think we're just too tired to be cranky in the morning. <laughs> but that's, that's fair yeah the point is is let us know and then if it's the morning blame armin <laughs> if, if you like the morning more blame wow. armin for that's, what we do it in the evening that's that's fair that's fair <laughs> i had no. good reasons for this one i know i know <laughs> not for the but, last one but for this one <laughs> but no um everyone well, no, last one was my fault, remember? So it's all good. I was, a, I was, I was out of town. Uh, I. <laughs> so we're all at fault, but at least I don't sleep through our episodes through <laughs> through a designated time period. Time slots. Fair enough. Uh, all right, we're just keep on rambling and rambling if we don't if we don't stop right now. So with that being said, thank you so much for everyone for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. We love it. I see people. I see easily. Three people a week still join our Facebook page. And that just makes me so yeah. happy. It makes me so happy because that just means everyone is enjoying our content and everyone wants to be a part of us and get the updates and know what's going on. It just it just fills my heart. And we're getting a few more emails at a time, which I need to remind Armin. Armin, go look at emails, please. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I need to reply to some of them too, but you haven't looked at them in like two weeks now. Um, That's fair. And yeah. so, but with that being said, thank you guys so much. If you guys want to have your opportunity to get an interview, go click the Patreon like website. It's right below or above. I don't know how you listen or where you listen, but it's there. Click it. Sign up. If you can't, we understand. No worries. You can donate $1. That's even more incredible too because that means you're really trying hard to be out there and help with support, which we love. So, Armin, do you have anything else to say? I do not. Thank you so much for joining us as always and take care, y'all. That's a wrap. Lights of Allegazium is produced by Chip and Armin. Hosted by Chip and Armin. Created by Chip and Armin. Edited by Chip. Music is by Oscar Barbeza. Website is by Chip. Illustrations are by Birdie Taylor. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.